everybody. This is Dr. Tavo DRC of Tavo Creative <laughs> Leadership. We're trying to appear. Well, it doesn't take much for me in some of these places to look like <laughs> to look like the typical <laughs> a typical visitor. <laughs> the reason is I've I've been through a lot of different seasons in my life. This is a resurrection season, and I'm having filled with joy, but I also have been mentioning some difficult things as I draw in to that. You know, I speak about well, Western European Levitical patriarchism, shepherding, which has been my worst nightmare, <laughs> and I am the poster child for the, <laughs> the wolf's spirit to fly flare up. So I was just writing today on dfwleader.org, it'll be on other blogs, about how not to have a cult spirit by mistake in your proven ministry. And because I have not been around the bush just a short time, but just a very long time, I do find out that there are some typical, you know, there's some things that you can tell that hallmark a cult spirit that's trying to harm the effect of a Hebrews 10:25 ministry, fellowshipping with the saints, which Paul says, the command, please fellowship with the saints as some have forsaken. Reason it's safety in numbers, but also you get a break from your life, you get in the worship. The corporate anointing in a good church is more when you have more people gathered in a group that's in unity, good worship and all that. So I'm for it, but I also find that if you've gotten into a form if you've gotten lazy, if you've gotten hard, if you've gotten jaded because you've seen too many Jezebels, then in, the, in this new season, you want to really go back and review because God wants to send new people and they're not going to always be the same kind you always feel so happy and comfortable with. And they're not going to always be hard people and there will be some unusual people. So you have to be ready. So I'm just letting everyone know, but I really feel that when you deal with a a true church that's still current, that's still equal opportunity, really respectful in all the different groups. Now, maybe the top leader is fine. That's what I find, male or female. But when you get down to the guarding next group down, in the ministry, if it's big, that's where you can really find the most accusative, hard people that are like steel because they, I guess they have this assignment to protect the Ted head person, the head cult leader, <laughs> or the head top person founder. Everybody has to have somebody like that, you know. But you have to caution people, make sure you people handpick people that are not bigoted, spooky, bracing against somebody because they've seen too many, you know, people in the past. Now they have this stereotype of women or and so forth so we want to make sure because it's diverse today i was discussing how i can pick up and read bias because i can it's a projected and i'm a prophet a projected spirit of accusation in a formal ministry that is got it and so i was talking to this young african-american man today and telling him what I was writing about, and so he was very interested, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, here I can pick it up. Really, it started with 
the chauvinist spirit, which I'd never had any trouble with in my life till I went to Dallas in ministry. Never had I ever thought of anything like that. But because I'd had people through my life prior to that, would, would, I'd walk in, they'd project this evil like they'd seen Jezebel, you know, certain kinds of ministries that do that. And I'm warning you not to do that, to be very careful. So I'd already had that ability to discern a red flag, false teaching, incorrect doctrine, because why would Jesus flare up visibly when any kind of person came up? He was not the king of his ministry. He was the kingdom of the world, but he didn't have this elite performance aristocracy or whatever that's rude, but instead he had the power and might of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 11, 2. With the power and might of the Holy Spirit, the Messiah was said he would have the power of might and counsel and power and the Spirit of the Lord and the fear of the Lord. Walk carefully and gently. Tread with the holy fear of the Lord on everything. But he would have the wonder-working power in his, in his Middle Eastern earth suit but he wouldn't be an ego. He wouldn't be cantankerous with it. He wouldn't be moody with it. He would be even keel and respectful. Isaiah 11.3 talks about the Messiah and said, I left it. I have to look at myself as the atypical visitor. <laughs> Sorry. So um, Isaiah 11.3 said that with all that power, with all that wonder-working, life-changing, supernatural endowment imbuement of the Holy Spirit in the Messiah, the foretold Messiah, the office prophet, apostle of the global worldwide Christian faith, it said that he would delight himself in the fear of the Lord. It made him, all those gifts and the fear of the Lord made him sharp of discernment like a prophet's seer. But he would not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor make decisions based on what he heard. He wouldn't accuse or judge, snap judgments, accuse people, be a knee-jerk reactionary, which is what this is. If you walk in, or if, let's say if I walk in, and if I walk into an African-American church, which I've done many times, I don't see them seize up and <laughs> with this critical brace. Why? One reason I'm not the enemy. This makes one feel when you're shopping for a church marketing marketed as a Hebrews 10:25, oh, come to Jesus house that's fellowship. You think Jesus houses are bias free, they won't jump you in public or act unseemly untoward toward anybody. Us against them. We just know we have faith for devils to come and take us over. That's what it says to me. It means their mind is renewed in the wrong way. Faith comes by hearing and dwelling and putting your faith in the power of God, the good things, or it can come with the bad. So you need more might and power and more truth, understanding, and you know wisdom and counsel. So when we look at the Hebrews 10.25 command, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? It sounds like it used to sound like, well, we got to go to church or we can go to church either way. Now it's like, will they jump? <laughs> will, they, will they accuse me? <laughs> will they jump me and call me a Je <laughs> Jezebel? 
If I walk in, <laughs> if I walk in the door, <laughs> and I will say, if I ever say anything, if there's anything in this part of the area, if I get teed off very quickly, it's because I have really had it with Dallas. Dallas got me fed up. I thought, you know, you're not offended. You're just rejoicing that people get to go to church now. But then, if this is going on and I'm a test case, a litman's like a prophet, an area prophet, an apostle, then it's pretty bad for Jesus' sake. It's demeaning. It's so unpleasant. It's so, why bother to advertise you are a real Christian fellowship? You're selective. Your priority is you. Your priority is you and seeing devils. <laughs> so, um... Let us live and learn. So I was talking to this young man, African-American today. I said, because I was writing on bias, and I said that in Dallas, I could pick it up. It's like a spirit. You pick these things up, and that Jezebel look and that spirit is so anti-Jesus. It's so religious. It's so righteous. So I said what I was writing on. He was interested. I said, well, how about as an African-American, a black young man in his 20s? I said, have you ever felt that? He said, yes. He said, you can really, and he wasn't even a, a Christian. He believed in God. Very nice young man. And he said, it's like you can almost see it. You can feel that it's an energy. I said, you're right. And see, that's it. I'm not here doing it for Tavo. I'm not doing it for the white people. I'm not doing it. I'm causing, it does it to all the, whoever's had bias of any kind, it does it. God is using me as a test case because I told the young man, I said, since the 90s, well, all my life I had, had this black and white reconciliation thing on me since a young child. And then in Richmond, I was used to the pastors in my former state of Virginia. At one point, certain ones would get together from the suburbs to the urban and repent and try to get over racism. So then I went to Dallas where I thought this must be the big place for all of this. We see it on TV, worldwide fame. And there was not, it wasn't even, <laughs> and I didn't go to every church. I'm not going to say it about all the ministries, but wherever I went, and they weren't Baptist, all I got was people pleasing, fruit, and no fear of the Lord. Giant. So then you get all these. I didn't realize what it was like to be typecast on a regular basis just for trying to go to church at this charismatic big churches. So I would try to fellowship and fell in. So and I went and every time anything, the deer in the headlights look, being typecasted, having my arm grabbed one time when I, before I could speak, they put it in a woman who barked at me, you know, to, you're not under, you're, you're unsubmitted to authority and that's why you're here. Famous church. I went, wow, God, you're letting me see something as the prophet. Not to be personally taking it personally, even though it is very hard if you feel bad and they're doing it. But on the behalf of the innocent public, I want to please implore every ministry of all size and colors and shapes, please minimize hurting people when they just come up and they're not typical visitors. All right, and minimize injuring Jesus's name for the sake of their eternal souls and eternity. That's why all these typecasters get offended. I believe they're offended 
because they have never been biased against or demeaned like that, in my opinion. Maybe they've had it the opposite, but they sure don't act with empathy or sympathy for that. So we're just trying to help them out of love and bring re-evaluation of how you treat people or train people on their front lines. Correct them. Get new understanding. Have them think blue state, not only red state. I was writing this article today because I realized that the snap judgments I was meeting in the deep, deep south, which were the, I call them red state, Christian red state, all wise country. A huge subculture like I had never seen. I'd seen bits of it, but I wasn't part of it. A lot of people I would hang with were not. But I saw it so big and I realized how rough it was that I thought, when I, and I've said this on my article, I said, there is such a thing as calling yourself a Republican and a Democrat. Let's say that's what I mean respectfully. I think you can handle somebody not just like you. You can handle somebody that is maybe a Republican or a Democrat, black or white, from the East Coast, from the West, from the state of India, you know, all these places. You've got more on you than just one kind of our four no more. We never, you know, we're not even nice to people. Disrespect. But when I say red state, call you a red state or any kind of red state, refer to that phrase. Maybe one day I'll do blue state, but right now it's red state. Because blue state, I mean, liberals, I won't call them blue states. It's not flattering to me. I will say liberals were far more respectful and less biased and much more passionate for their faith. They were not lukewarm like the average other red state in the deep south. Not all. Baptists were pretty good, but these are charismatic, you know. Red state. So red state to me means snap jerk reaction, knee jerk reaction. You would combatively, if they say they're of another faith, if they're liberal, that you'd go, you'd be all up in your, you know, fighting mad and wouldn't be able to understand how to woo people to the Lord on the sake of being a Christian, but instead being right. I got to tell them the Bible. I got to, and there's nothing wrong with a good motive that's healthy. But I think you have to know you got to, this is the whole bottom line. They don't really respect anybody other than their own comfortable pet kind. They don't know how to respect, and that's before you tell them about Jesus. That's before you say Jesus loves you. Because they know, as I know, as all these people of different colors and skins have had through bias and abuse and persecution in other nations, know they're watching you because they've been through stuff, hell, and they're watching for the sign of can they trust? Can they, will they be respected or they will have somebody mean to them again? Will it be one more racist? One more chauvinist, one more person who wants wealth that wants to be over you, really just because he doesn't want to know you, they want to own you. They want to be over you. They don't care about you as a person, as a friend, as a fellow Christian, because it's about, I don't know, power, esteem, money, whatever it is. So we're learning. So as one, when you have, I made, when I've been teaching on this for a decade, 
phrase the Lord put in my heart, once you've been, everybody listen, once you've been mauled by lions, it makes it easier for you to perceive and discern the scent. Once you've been mauled by lions, it's easier to tell the scent because you are ready. <laughs> in your spirit, your mind and emotions, your soul is ready. So if you've never been on the other side, if you're really red state or anything that's elevated liberal or anybody, Democrat or anybody that's on their high horse, I'm saying it, people are not stupid and they have been through pain, hate speech. They might be ill. They might be gay, figuring out life, but they've been tormented or abused or whatever. They've never been softly spoken to, maybe, anybody. So what we don't want is to have bias at Jesus' house, lambasting ministry ignorance, ministry power. We're going to show them because they look like they're evil to me because of my stereotype. And because I have met it, and I've met Formula Ministry out in the deep south, I hope not up here, but the idea is we cannot afford to do this anymore. This is too late. This is too late not to be a modicum of decent. So even though I've gotten pretty feisty, it's time to be feisty. On behalf of Jesus and the good ministers, so many ministers not like it, but I, you know, I don't have to be anybody's style. But I think any person that shows up should be equal opportunity given respect, not the mean treatment. And that's what I find happens in some of these. That's why I'm addressing charismatics that look for witches and that are calling an innocent good person. They've, it's the Isaiah. Back to my comment, the Lord's word. Isaiah warned the national priests and leaders and priests of his day, Isaiah 1 through 3. If you read Isaiah, it's because up in verse 10, 27, the elders and the priests of his nation were blocking the Holy Spirit, which would keep the anointing on their necks so fat. Isaiah 10, 23, the Holy Spirit anointing would make their necks so fat that no fierce Assyrian culture could take them over and wipe out the whole nation of Christians or I mean, of Jews. That's the reason, not me personally. This is a word I've had for years. I gave it 10 years ago out in Dallas. Next, Isaiah 1.3.3 says it was because of the leaders blocking the Holy Spirit. Their little g-gods, their false religion, errant religion, and their vanity. Talking to the women as well. One of the other comments in Isaiah 5.20 is said because of their deception, they're growing fog, not clear lost their understanding of why they were there, their real purposes. It said that they started, the leaders of God's people started to call good evil. That's one of the signs. They're off. They call good evil and evil good. They can't discern anymore. So if I share this example and shed light on it, I'm not pointing a finger at anyone. I'm not calling anybody's names. I'm just saying the cult word if the shoe fits. 
And it's really just to stir people up because some of it's milder than others in certain areas, that spirit. But I'm saying that if I show up, and I've done this in several states, and this is a warning, several states, when I just wanted to get with the Holy Spirit and I was grieving or lost a family member or something really like an Hannah on the front porch of an Eli Temple I priesthood grieving Hannah instead walks in to get comfort from the Lord and the high priest glares judges her with a stereotype Isaiah first uh, Samuel 1 oh she's drunk he glared at her gave her the deer in the headlight stare probably said oh she's drunk when she was weeping where's the kindness where's the love where's the accurate you know what it was was misogynist it was diminishing. It was accusing somebody who had paid a price before she got there. And I've paid a price every time I've had this happen. Nobody knows it. So are all these other people and just me. Hannah had paid a price because she was there because she'd been persecuted for years by a demonic attack from the other wife, Penina. And her husband, Elkanah, blessed her and loved her more. But she was still sad and she went by herself, a lone woman, to the temple that day and who is there the toxic not a gentleman the accuser suspicious and demeanor of women real women and accused hannah the unjust Hannah, who's going to be he had no prophetic unction on him not in the whole area because he accused hannah of being in sin of drunk when really he turned out later he did prophesy over that she was going to be the mother of the new era in ministry. The new era of Samuel the prophet. That was the mother that Eli was demeaning, diminishing, misogynist toward. Everybody know it. Why do I say that Eli was misogynist? Because he was the overseer lead pastor over his two sons, who were his associate ministers, second in command, named Hophni and Phineas. And Hophni and Phineas, everybody knew it. Eli's got to have gotten some wind of it. Everybody knew that the two sons slept repeatedly with the women and used them, God's daughters, he, they used, abused them. Over and over, they slept with the women that came to the church, the temple. They also, the other sin of Eli, the sons of the devil, they called them. They put pressure on God's people for more offering, and then they kept the offering for themselves. The Bible teaches us that in the days of Eli's son, the Hophni and Phinehas, the days of Eli's son, that the offering of the Lord was despised for the sake because of them. And I've been in ministry in the grassroots all my life. And since the Jim Baker swagger, and I'm not putting it on Jim Baker or anybody, but I'm saying since those days and till now, the offering of the Lord is despised in America right now. One of the reasons I don't go out and I've had a hard time taking collections on purpose, it's me. I know how bad people feel it and how long people are doing, you know, they use, there's such a big focus in the Christian community, especially charismatics. So I've been the opposite, and I prefer just to barely get, you know, just to believe God for everything. 
And I have the power of God, though. I have the power of God. I mean, it looks the part that pleases these Pharisees. But you know what? I am the part. But so are a lot of people that don't look like they're the part. That's the part. That's the reason I'm saying it. To confound. God uses the foolish things to confound the worldly wise in them. Sometimes people are, you know, he uses people that are foolish to me to confound me. So I'm open for that. But let us say this is not about mocking any of God's foreign people. It's not about mocking a stranger, mocking, accusing them falsely that you've never spoken to them. And you've said your witch watchers have told you that they're the devil themselves. I know the kinds of people that do it. They're whelp. Whelp have bias. And if they have only whelp at their tenders, their whelpers are likely, if they're this whole bunch of sin spires and <laughs> spooky witch watchers, they're more likely to have bias on them because they're misogynist, some of them, a lot of them. And then they are naive or they may have prejudice. So the head leader will be responsible. The head leader can be fine, but if they appoint all these people, the more you the more you appoint to do your witch watching stuff, you're gonna say there's more likely to find some fool, <laughs> some error, some bigotry, misogynist. So if I go to the witch watcher crowd, which can be pretty good in certain areas, I'm you know I love them. Not all of them will I go there though. Some are you know pretty bad. But I'll go to put my foot in the water, try one more time, be big, and I'll go. And if that spirit is not there, I think, oh, thank God they've matured. But if it comes out, I'll think, man, that's still there. And then if they have many people that are witch watching that they never speak to you. See, this is it. How can I say a Christian ministry brings out, has a cult spirit? This is why. Just because I don't have a famous title or a big name doesn't mean that God doesn't use a lot of us equally the same way, just differently. So if I say very charitably, it's been a long time that I've studied this, and now we're getting down to the wire, the end of the, you know, to win the lost, we don't want to blow it and get God angry at us. So I will say, therefore, the grace of God go I. But I want to say this. If it is a cult spirit, you can't handle anybody coming. You can't handle all kinds coming. Then please just advertise for club members only. Take down the we are the Christian church. We are the sweet little ministry fellowship. We're the mighty mega. Just say cult qualifying only you'll be scanned at the door and repeatedly while you sit there <laughs> but nobody will speak to you they're too proud <laughs> and they're only gonna be my color <laughs> um you know it, I do it with humor because, thank God I have joy, his joy. But I say it's very serious. That's very serious. And I think, why would anyone why would anyone allow this to go on under the name of being called by God as a top minister? Why? What are the reasons for this? Well, there's a ministry bastion to protect. That's one. We know that. But then there's the balance of going too far. And this is too far. 
it is way too far and i don't i love you that much i think of you that much all these people that i don't want you to go under judgment i've had a word of the lord for 20 years and this ties in with that the word of the lord 20 years ago because of phariseeism witch watching all that stuff on the east coast up and down not here but other places well some of it was in charlotte to be honest but it was in virginia and i saw people getting their names backbitten nobody discussed it nobody would talk to them it wasn't fun and it was more like going into a friendly fire fellowship from such turn away which i did have developed you know that concept to warn people you get a free pass that you do not have to fellowship at the friendly fire fellowship and if you can't find anything but second timothy three resembling one through five friendly fire fellowships prophetic fellowships or any other kind if you can't find it you get to stay home and make one your you know form your own or go to another area or get online because it is so harmful it is so petty it is so senseless it is so childlike and is so off doctrine it's cultish that's why so lovers of themselves boasters accusers and that includes false accusers look at the ode to whelp top of us online fellowship us ode to whelp the top of online fellowship us that is the fruit of the friendly fire fellowship and a lot of this occult psychic evil eye as well as prophetic seers gone amok fruit it's fruit it is fruit not judging individuals but god will judge you He's going to judge you if your faults, if you have said, oh, I and my spectral evidence, like the Salem witch trials, Google spectral, uh, spectral evidence. I am, I've have had a dream that Sister D'Arcy is one of those, that she is one, and all the rest are in the same red state cult. I'm not saying maybe they could be a purple state cult or a green state cult. I don't know. So all these people said, yes. We feel the same way. We feel. We feel. Oh, I had a nightmare and my little pinky finger quivered. <laughs> we feel that she is one. Now, here I am sitting there abiding in the wisdom that represents above James 3.17 fruit every single time, every single time to every single leader, back behind their backs, in front of them, you name it, my house. The wisdom that comes from above assessed the by, by the fruit is pure peaceable easily entreated full of mercy and good fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy assess leader assess because i'm going to give the word in a minute but i think nowadays we got people so primed to jump on people so primed to accuse that they can't this is what i found even recently in the last year they cannot tell these kind of people <clears throat> these they cannot tell and discern from afar if they have an Elijah there or a Jezebel if they knew who I am by speaking and being polite and respectful and normal they would know I'm there for them to help them and to be part of their whatever they need me to do I have my own work but if they would not accuse me and be so hostile this same celebrity 
aristocracy, Roman patrician, is the fruit of too many. It is too many. It's sin in the temple. Be careful. The reason I say this, if you look at somebody, black, white, male or female, great or small, and you say they are the devil, they are a witch, they are a crackpot, they are a troublemaker, they have the brooding look that they might get us, <laughs> and you are so cowardly, like the church of Thyatira lampstand, scared of the big mean Jezebel might get you, but you're calling somebody you've never met and it happens to be me, let's say me, all fivefold offices in just taking off to be there, not famous, older female, mom in the Lord, generations of ministers in my family, generations, uh, decades of ministry just not known to you or your kind not your kind or you wouldn't get so spooked but because you're so clueless many of you've gotten so clueless and dull of discerning i'm telling you god has had me do this to make sure you're not going to be judged go damned on him because of your failing to discern the body of christ correctly all right failing to discern the body of christ is like communion when you go and take communion, the Lord's Supper in Corinthians, it said back in the day of the first church, some of the people that took communion, the believers, did it lightly and sort of half-heartedly. And they didn't have their hearts pure so that they failed to discern the others in the body of Christ. They failed to discern Christ's body, his reasons, why he suffered and died on the raw, cruel cross and why he paid the price for our sins, all right? So he, they failed to discern the holy, proper perspective, eternal and reverential of the Lord's Supper. And it said some had died young as a penalty. Some were dead early because they failed to discern accurately the body of Christ. Well, my word back in 2000 now it's time starting to be time if it didn't time get ready he said in the last days when it is so important that my body of christ be the bride and pure of heart and resemble ephesians 4 the transformed community everyone walking in meekness and lowliness and long suffering on the same page common doctrine read it for yourself including the fivefold offices he says, because it's so import, important that we have a transformed body and the fruit of the transformed body is less maturity, less winds of doctrines, less con artists. It says the transformed Christian community of multicultural getting along will be a witness to the area. It could have been now. It can do it now. But the word comes about this particular time when the Lord really moves and it's that era of the harvest. He says, I'm not going to settle for second or third hand things that I used to let slip by. And that's for the body of Christ for everybody. He said, it will be so important that people do not, that people do not fail to discern and respect and guard and honor the other parts and ministry of the body of Christ, other leaders. It'll be so important that they 
discern the body of Christ correctly. Oh, yes, I don't know that leader. I don't know that tall leader over there, that elder, but you know what? I will not gossip. I will not believe the evil report. I will not blame them. I will not falsify tail-bearing and believe the evil report. I will not gossip in my pastor's meeting. I will not write blogs online. I will not jump people in public I've never spoken to. I will not call character assassinate anybody that walks into my fellowship, a stranger, an alien, angel unaware, <coughs> angel unaware, Elijah, by blaspheming and calling them a witch. Be warned. Failing to discern the body of Christ correctly ties in with the sin of the Isaiah priesthood. It ties in with Isaiah 5.20. Some will call good evil. Some will call evil good. How can they call somebody good evil? They're false error. They're false. They're dull of discerning. They're the Eli Templi priesthood, maybe. Jaundiced, accusing, instead of representing Christ. Holy, loving, approachable. How could they call anything evil good? It's okay to do that. It's okay to sit back, never never talk to them. If they come up to you, you bristle and glare and stone them down like they're children or they're under you. And yet you still believe they're a witch or they still believe. And so you have all the witch watchers because you won't speak to them. You are so full of it. <laughs> it ain't the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you tell all the people, what did you get? What did you get? I got this. I got that. Well, what if they're off? What if three of them are off and they're all hard-hearted or they're mean misogynists? If it's a female or they're racist because the person's black. You are failing to discern the body, all of you. But you're also calling evil evil character smearings calling an office a prophet touching the prophet you know apostle prophet under the name of your holier than thou self-righteous ministry false teaching so if i share it with passion great passion to warn you it's because i i love you and i care and it's about equal opportunity real respect for the office of the human so i'm going to go that is the word of the Lord. Please share it with your WELP network. Any network that you know is biased doing this, any state, any nation, any anywhere. I have to say it. All of these have been red state. I'm not calling you Republican. To me, I'm going to make Republican dignified. But if you are a snap judge, if you accuse people that you've never spoken to, that you walk up to them and they stonewall you and then you walk off and then you blame them, accuse them of evil, witch watching or witching or whatever you think it's going to be, coming to usurp your ministry, take you down. I've had it and I'm a real prophet. Listen, I am a real prophet and I waited. God had me wait to be this strong, to give everybody time. Now it's time to stand up. So God is good. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I think this is a sign that a lot of ministers have lost the fear of the Lord. And the gospel, the good news is now the gossip.
God is coming for his bride, not the spirit of pride. God bless you. This is Tavo DRC signing off. Bye-bye.